0: The feel-good way to start your day, Jamie and Lee. It's and, breakfast. and I'm very lucky to be catching up now with an absolute legend of Aussie music. He is the frontman of the Living End. They're a little bit punk, a little bit rockabilly, and 100% Australian rock. We want to say good morning to Chris Cheney from the Living End. G'day, mate.
1: Good morning, and a little bit excited to be coming up uh, that way.
0: We are very excited to be having you here. Of course, Tumbafest, uh, it's been a bit up and down over the last couple of years with COVID and everything, but it's fantastic to see it back on and to see you uh, up there with the Living End headlining on Saturday.
1: No, we're excited, man. I mean, we've done a few shows this year, but not a heap, and it, it feels like we're all kind of Get, trying to get back on our feet and kind of get back to the normality. I don't know if, if it'll ever be normal again as we knew it, but every chance to play is like, um, you know, a blessing at this point. And um, so, yeah, we've never been to uh Tumba Fest before, so let's go.
0: You, uh, you have been getting about lately. I saw you've played a few gigs in the last couple of weeks in Torquay, at uh, Taronga Zoo in Sydney. You've got one yep. coming up later in the year. Uh, you're doing a winter escape in the Maldives. Uh, yep. You, you are not keeping fairly busy.
1: We are actually, yeah. I mean, there's there's a few that have, we're sort of trying to make up from, you know, two or three years ago still. But yeah, it's been great. Been spending a lot of time, which I used to hate at the airport, but um, no complaints at the moment, yeah, because we were just in Perth, we are in Sydney, back here in Victoria and... Um, yeah, all over the shop, and it's um, we feel very blessed, actually, that we're still able to kind of do that. So it's important for us in this day and age, I suppose, it's it's bloody hard to sell records, it's hard to kind of get on the radio and stuff, so the emphasis is on the live thing, and that's always been kind of our strength anyway. So yeah, I feel like the shows have just been unreal, they've just been some of the best shows we've ever played, because it's, it's just a, the emphasis has kind of shifted almost.
0: Talking about albums and playing live, I believe it's your eighth studio album, Wonderbar, is out at the moment. Can audiences at Tumberfest expect to see a little bit of the old stuff, a bit of the new stuff from Wonderbar?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's it's tricky trying to figure out sometimes what to play in a set list. I mean, we're lucky that we've been around for as long as we have, and we have a lot of albums to choose from. But it 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 almost becomes harder because people obviously really connected with our first couple of records in a pretty big way, and then you know, White Noise was another kind of almost like spike for us, and State of Emergency, which was in like two thousand and six. So we're really lucky to have these kind of points in our career where we've had different songs sort of do well but it's also a matter of supporting the new record as well and because we feel the same about that as we did about you know any of our records so in answer to your question yeah it's kind of a it's definitely a cross section at this point and um You know, it's funny because we get sort of all different age groups coming to the shows these days because there's a lot of people that are actually bringing their kids along, which is kind of scary in a way, but but, but it's great. You know, we can't complain about that. It's just to have different generations getting into the band is pretty damn cool.
0: I can imagine, yeah. And as you say, it's it's the appeal of the live show as well, you know, getting along and, and seeing a bit of the old stuff, seeing a bit of the new stuff uh, you know, is, is good for everybody, young yeah. and old. Yeah,
1: well, that's what we sort of, you know, like getting back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, these days it's all about streaming and the idea of people going to record stores is kind of it's a thing of the past pretty much. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of I'm glad that when we first started initially, it wasn't about that. It was about being a good live band and it was about, you know, we played the smallest gigs for years years and years, you know, we would play people's parties and 21st and things like that long before we ever got on the radio. So when you do that, you learn how to read an audience and you learn how to kind of turn a room around, you know, and we're still that same band. So I feel like we put a lot of emphasis Early on with our live show and and being a really strong live band, and so I think that that just works in our favour, and it helps now that we do have songs that people know, pivotal songs, and so you combine that with all the antics that the Living End are known for, and, and the kind of a look that we have. It's, I feel like we're a unique kind of band, so I'm you know I'm really proud of of what we've managed to sort of achieve, and I suppose there's a longevity there, and which we're just really thankful for.
0: Do you think it's something that the younger musicians might be missing out on a little bit, you know, now that you can get to that level of success through social media, you know, somebody can make it big on TikTok or they might not have spent as much time in band rooms and pubs and things like that. You know, the band rooms are kind of gone away and turned into pokey rooms in a lot of places. Do you think that's a, a bit of a loss for younger bands and musicians coming up?
1: I do, but I mean, I just, I'll just sound old if I start talking about, oh, well, you know, in my day and when we started out, I really don't envy any bands probably starting now because I don't, I don't really know what I would do if if we were a new band. I mean, you would obviously just work it up on social media, I suppose. Whereas when we first started, we went to the library and printed off posters that we had hand drawn and we photocopied them and stuck them on poles and put them under people's windscreens and stuff. (laughs) And, you know, we used to just, it was just word of mouth and it was just trying to sort of build a following. Whereas now, you know, you don't, no one's doing anything like that. There are quicker ways to get famous, of course, but the quicker you get there, the quicker you fall. I just think that even today, I would encourage any young band just to get out and play and try and build a live audience and nurture that. Because I think aside from all the other gimmicks and stuff in the industry and and radio play and record sales and stuff, you know, that that comes and goes. But if you're a strong live band, then you can at least make a living. So, you know, be a musician first, in other words.
0: (laughs) Put the effort into the craft. Well, exactly.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people these days who are just trying to get famous, of course.
0: Unfortunately. And forgetting
1: uh, the other side of it.
0: Yeah. Now, it'd be remiss of me not to ask you about having featured in the uh, the Dropkick Murphys album and song, Going Out in Style, still one of the best funeral songs ever. What was that experience like?
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was cool. You know, we've
0: known each other
1: forever. We first toured with those guys in... God, I don't know, 98, 99 or something, I think, on the Warped Tour in America, we were both on that bill. And they were a four-piece at that point. They're quite different, actually, to the band that they are now. And it was our first trip to America, and we just connected. You know, we would go and watch them play, and then they would come and watch us play. And we just became really good friends, and we've done a lot of touring with each other over the years in Europe and, you know, sort of become family friends almost. So I think that they were just in Australia at that point when they were making that clip. Although, yeah they were trying to piece it together or something anyway we just we just ended up hanging out and they had this idea to you know include me on the song but yeah they're, they're an amazing band they're so big in Europe and stuff now oh, it's amazing huge. to see just what they've done but they're just good old sort of blue- collar old-fashioned hard work they, you know those guys just have not stopped playing shows for 25 years.
0: Well, I mean, that, maybe that's why, uh, you know, they resonate with fans of The Living End. You know, you you guys share a similar ethos. Just get out there oh, and Oh, we gig. do,
1: yeah. And similar influences and stuff. You know, when I first heard them, I just got it immediately. I was like, man, these guys are great. And we, they were definitely an, an influence. Because, you know, we were more 50s rockabilly, a little bit of English punk and stuff thrown in there. But when I heard them and heard that anthemic kind of quality that they brought to their songs and those big rousing choruses, I'd be lying if I said, huh, oh, I don't want to write anything like that. You know, I was like... <laughs> (laughs) like... oh, I think we need a couple of those. So I think that's where Roll On came from. A few of those things was that sort of influence.
0: Well, I know we're very much looking forward to having you in the region at Fest this weekend. You guys are headlining at 3.45 on Saturday afternoon, right in the middle of a fantastic set of artists. You're in there with my mate uh, Jeff and Ivy a little bit earlier in the day, a young bloke by the name of Rory Phillips, first up on the Saturday. And then, of course, uh, originally from Wagga Wagga, Nina Las Vegas finishing out the night on Saturday night as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. some fantastic local acts on the Sunday as well. So it's looking like a huge lineup. Chris, thank you so much for your time this morning and uh, have a fat one at Tumba Fest on the weekend.
1: (laughs) Will do. Thank you. Very much looking forward to it. Jamie and Lee, weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M.